0: Hello and welcome to Three at the Back, the Football Analytics Podcast from to Pro. This latest episode comes from our recent Pro Analytics Forum event where Benfica, Youth Technical Director Pedro Marquez, spoke with Simon Frant about his career to date in an in-depth QA discussion. Pedro elaborates and talks about his time at the City Football Group through to becoming a key decision maker at one of Portugal's leading clubs and how he oversees player pathways on the academy and all other areas using data and technology to inform decision making. We provide you with some key highlights from this interview here, so um, enjoy the listen. I'm joined by uh, Pedro Marquez, Um, Pedro's Technical Director at uh, Benfica. Pedro actually presented at the first Pro Forum while he was working at Manchester City. During that presentation, he talked a lot about how the analysis staff at Man City would use lots of data, lots of information, and drill it down into some really sort of specific training grounds, drills, moments, etc., that you would then... Utilized. I just wondered if you want to talk a little bit about what you were doing then, and mm. potentially how the world has changed over the last five or so years.
1: So, good good afternoon, everyone, and thanks for for remembering me after after all these <laughs> years. Especially especially now that I'm not working so much hands on on, on analysis and I've moved from from club from uh, in terms of of the role, but uh, things have have clearly evolved, and I think more more than me answering if you look at the evolution of the of the forum not only from a location but also from uh, the number of people attending the you can see that the, the community is very very vibrant not only on um, on on blogs on the internet now but also into into the clubs before i think maybe five if you go 10 years let's be more uh, go go more time uh, uh, behind in the in the scale if you ten years ago it was diff- difficult for a lot of you to to get into a club and to get into a coaching room and to work with the, with the coaching staff or the players today you see uh, clubs advertising for jobs trying to get you in trying to, to 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 allow you to to add value and to to make impact into the day to day operation so things have been changing a lot from a cultural perspective and the uptake of uh, of data and uh, and the picking up uh, on your on your brains.
0: So what? So speaking of, of roles, then what is your role now at Benfica? Mm. What does that encompass?
1: Yeah, so I'm the technical director for all the youth uh, youth sections. So and uh, it's a quite unique um, setup compared to England because we have a B team, which is a professional uh, team that. Uh, in the, in the second division, so it's a big opportunity for us to get the players playing those those competitive minutes on the bridge of the to the first team. I'm the technical director overseeing all the human performance and the, and coaching and analysis side of things, and uh, and setting the, the direction in terms of the our methodology and the way that we manage the the talent.
0: And clearly, you know, as you say, it's it's clearly a very different club to Manchester City mm. and the city. Group of, uh, of football teams. Yeah. Do, do you feel that the env- is the environment dr- dramatically different mm. at Benfica than it was when you were at Manchester City?
1: It's warmer, <laughs> first of all. So <laughs> straight away, it's, it's different. I think uh, City is known for their uh, their global approach. It's uh, it's public the, the way and the approach that the club used to work with um, with the different clubs, having a centralized structure of football service where the football insights team is is part of. I saw here Brian. Brian Prestige. So the, in there, it was a great opportunity also to, to learn about, uh, about this area, to, to have resources to, to tap into, it, into this kind of, of insights. But I remember one of the, the things I've learned then, and again, uh, mentioning Brian here, that the, the key thing is to make uh, good questions. Okay, you can have a lot of data, uh, but the key thing is to make good questions. At Benfica, we have uh, straight away a, a small issue that we don't have a centralized deal in terms of accessing the tracking data, uh, event data, but uh, I always revert back to the idea of making these, these, these good questions. For us at Benfica, uh, we are not a, a buying club we are more of a of a selling club and we are trying strategically to be a, a keeping club so we promote the players to the first team and we try now to to keep them the the longer we we can so for us the the focus on this talent management is is, is crucial and to use the data in there because all the all the clubs that focus on academy and player development they essentially i feel they do four things they they try to get the best players on the talent ID side, then they try to coach them, develop them through the the pathway, on how do you fine tune your methodologies and make a a smooth transition of players. And then the last two things that I think that are crucial and that are very different from country to country, back to the experience in in City as well, is that uh, to get the level of competition right for the player's evolution, so our players, even if there's 16, some of them play the age groups above and do push them through, through there. So to know where the right level of competition is for that individual player, it's, it's difficult. And we can do some, some stuff with date uh, with in terms of alerts, how they are performing in the games, so we can trigger them to, to be push, pushed up or to be brought, brought back in and this, and the last thing is the opportunities the opportunities for those senior minutes which we have a platform to do at city and uk especially in manchester we didn't have a, a, a team competing in the professional leagues so from under 23s to the first team is a big is a big jump and the club now is is making that uh, that connection as well which is great to see but uh, you can use uh, data to to find the best clubs to put your players on loan and to make that pathway a bit uh, a bit smoother.
0: So, what does that data look like when you talk about using the data to to identify the the right clubs? Is that you know broad you know vast quantity of data or what, uh, what, how are you how are you looking at that? Yeah,
1: you, you, we already seen good works in terms of uh, profiling the the clubs and the playing style and the and the uh, and the and the level of, of the leagues where you want to put those those players. We know that are leagues like in Holland, in Belgium, in, in Portugal, that are more accessible for, for young players to, to come and thrive, compared with high profile <laughs> leagues where uh, where the competition is is, is much uh, much harder. For us, it's important that the players can, um, can thrive in a similar kind of uh, context and playing style. Obviously, th- we want them to face adversity, we want them to, to, to lose more games that they win when they are young at a big club, but we can use that data to profile leagues, to profile clubs, and even to profile uh, the, the, op- the, the players that play in the same position for that, uh, for that club, where we are going to loan out a, a player, for example.
0: And bearing in mind, as you say, that at Benfica you wouldn't necessarily have the same level of access to data that you would at, at mm-hmm. a Manchester City or, or other clubs. Uh, what does that split look like when you're when you're talking about a player's development pathway? Mm. What's the split between sort of? qualitative versus quantitative information around how well that is performing at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think in, in the end It's a, it's a game of people uh, Today and it's becoming more a game of people supported by by data uh-huh. So even when you look at some of these visualizations before was was difficult for for coaches for players to to understand them i used to to joke and always say you present anything on this but if you put a pitch behind it people will get it and oh, at least they'll look at it uh, today is different you can use uh, some of this stuff and the guys accept it a lot uh, a lot more when you talk about um, about um, not having access to so much data, we we still have access to, to data and to information. We just don't have access to so much data from the games. Sure. So, Benfica, in that sense, they did an investment around 10, eight years ago with the Benfica Lab and investing on the on the, their own tracking system that they have installed at the stadium. They now have a portable system to track where they go to, to play when they don't have access to, to data. So, they are... We are making steps in, into that world. Uh, We're just limited in terms of accessing a lot of data that we need for modeling, for creating some, some tactical alerts, using positional data in, in big scales, as, as other clubs can, can do. But still, we have a lot, even on the academy level, we have a lot of data. All our clubs have a lot of data from well being, from RPEs, from GPS, from. A, from a lot of other, other stuff, uh, even simple things. I think when you don't have so much resources and, uh, and data, it's trying to look on the simple things that will impact your, your decisions. So the example that I gave about when you trigger the player to go up uh, and down the leagues, you can use start from qualitative information and to have even just a simple score of the player on, on every game and when he performs over Something, some sometimes uh, uh, a good score, mm-hmm. maybe generates an alert that you can look at. A lot of you will say this is not analytics. It's a very low level of using objective information. But it's a way that you can connect in simple terms to to. Um, to support the uh, decisions. I think that is the most important thing for us on the on the daily basis, to have more power to to the decisions. And sometimes it's using very simple data that is accessible to everyone and doesn't cost a penny.
0: To, to follow up on that point, because that's a really interesting one. And to sort of, again, go back five years to when you mm. presented last time. Has the, I guess the sophistication and understanding of the people within the club, whether that's the playing staff, whether that's the coaching staff, the scouts, etc. Do you feel that that understanding and appreciation of what objective data can provide has increased over that time? Mm -hmm. If so, has that been a battle for you or actually has it been something that's happened almost organically?
1: Yeah, I think it evolved a lot. A lot of it evolved because of more and more work, more visibility to, to that work more education also from from the coaching side and i think today it's it's very difficult that um, maybe not today but how things are progressing in the near future i think all the coaches will be open or, or accessible in terms of at least reading and understanding some some of this so it's it's going to be easier and easier for 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 this kind of works to impact the the the, the day-to-day work but I. I see it also in two, in two kind of streams. There is a very focused day-to-day support of the of the daily operation kind of uh, data and dashboards and uh, and stuff like that. and there is more the the research, the pushing the boundaries, the clever stuff that we are not exactly sure if it's going to be the future. but in this room, I'm sure there's a lot of guys trying to to trial and error and seeing if this will make an impact and resonate with the guys on the ground. So I think we shouldn't lose these two these mm. two views to to keep things moving moving forward.
0: Because of the sort of, I guess, relatively unique <coughs> position you're mm. in from a Benfica perspective, are you looking at other sports for sort of learnings and how you can progress? Or are you looking at other Clubs within the football world, or where are you looking at for inspiration, or for you know the opportunity to learn?
1: The easy way to answer is we look everywhere. The hard things to do is to have time to look everywhere. <coughs> So we try to keep an eye on, on what's going on, not only in football, but also in other sports, especially outside, um, outside of Portugal. But even within Benfica, we have the club is not only football. He has a lot of other, other sports that we can connect with. I couldn't do everything in six months that I'm in, in the house. But for sure, there are a lot of uh, learnings that we can take from, from other sports. Some of them are more advanced. I remember even at City, partnering with guys that were coming from a Formula 1 background, we connect a lot with the rugby guys, so it's, it's a, in the end, everyone is trying to, to prepare, to compete, to develop players, so there's a lot of connection points for the day-to-day, but also for the use of some of, uh, of the data.
0: So what is, from your perspective, what is the most exciting opportunity, or the most exciting technological innovation you think is going to change the way that you, you do your work?
1: from a technology point of view <laughs> i'm not sure because things are moving so 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 fast but i'm pretty confident that things will evolve towards automation you see automated cars coming coming into into the streets and uh, but and i think on our workflow especially when you look into analysis into making quick decisions also at the board level in the last day of transfer window or or to prepare a competition for for the coaches automation is going to to lead the way so the day to day impact is something that i've already mentioned but to make that impact quicker and almost real time it's uh, it's key so how can we go from uh, the collection of data to generate the, the the dashboards and the insights on the other end. I think we 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 will see evolution in, in that uh, in that sense. So the automation, the automation in things related with with positional analysis. We saw the great works the guys at Bars are doing in terms of getting more meaning to to the the x and y's that we are collecting nowadays, and uh, and and the last. Thing. I'm not sure if VR is going to be the future in mm-hmm. terms and using some of this positional data for education in terms of VR AR. maybe it will at the moment we our coaches our players are not native on, on, on it yet maybe it will it will come but I'm very curious about how can we, Push the the data and the video in a seamless way, an insightful way, down to the benches. That is something that uh, we feel it's it's coming near side to the near to the to the pitch to impact decisions in a pretty much real time. So I'm very curious to see.
0: And what and I mean, obviously, it's a very open-ended question. Mm. But what, what do you see that sort of pitch-side impact being? Is that going to be on sort of recognizing the oppositions? changing tactical approach potentially, or what, what do you think is going to have the biggest impact for you?
1: Yeah, I, I think I think so. In the end, the point of view from the sideline is, is is quite unique. So to get the different perspectives in terms of video, uh, I think it will bring uh, an added value. Uh, it's not going. I don't see it coming directly to the head coach. That it happens in the in other sports at the moment. Maybe to the to the assistant coaches is already happening. It's mm. already happening through the through the earpieces, to have a visual impact in there. I think that. The, the, the challenge is going to be to to get it even more down to the point because today the feedback from the coaches is okay. Tell me just what I want to to hear. Tell me just uh, what is going to impact or support my decisions. Don't overload me in a moment when where I'm already being overloaded with information on the pitch. Mm. So what we are going to provide is more video, more information, more data, and to really trim that down to. To the, to the point is going to be the, the biggest uh, challenge.
0: One of the main themes over the forums over previous years mm. has been about people doing great work, but then actually think about A, the applicability of that work, mm. and then B, how do we actually present it in a way that helps and informs mm. decision makers within the club? You're now a decision maker within a club, so therefore what are you looking for from mm. analytics? If, say, I don't know, somebody within this room was coming up to you to, present an idea what would it be what would you be looking for from them oh. and that's a really open ended question i, yeah,
1: I think a, a lot, at this precise role, I, I look into those four, four pillars, so the talent ID, okay. the, the coaching and methodology, the opportunities and grading the, the performance of the players, of the young players to, to trigger some, some movement <coughs> up and down the, the ladder, and in the end to tracking the, the opportunities, uh, the okay. senior minutes to tracking that across, across the different leagues. Maybe not so clever as you were expecting. No, it's, but, it's not a question of cleverness. I think, yeah. think they are some of the challenge that, that we have now. But let me say that uh, I, I keep seeing, and uh, with a lot of interest, a lot of these developments because, as I say, the trial and error at some moment in um, in time, will become a little bit of, of, of a norm. It's the same thing that we were saying about the, the visualizations. Uh, as they go through the door, as you see all of those Power BI dashboards or Tableau kind of colors, in the beginning it was quite odd. And now that they are in one table, other table, flying around within the club, they become more common and they become more more accessible.
0: So you would, you would be, hap- at Benfica, the coaching yeah. staff would have access to the... Power BI type tools and that is commonplace now, yeah?
1: Yeah, it's a a strategic, Partnership with with Microsoft and uh, there's a big uh, effort to 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 create a, a data lake from information from the RPEs to the to the wellness scores to the tracking uh, data and to get uh, everything organized and uh, and we know and the guys know how much sometimes how much difficult it is sometimes to have all the information in an integrated way and available at the click of a finger so we are kind of using two approaches in terms of the data implementation one is to use uh, some a couple of data, data scientists that work and that uh, work together with our performance staff including uh, coaches and uh, and the other one is to try to educate some of the of the guys to to use it on their own and to explore it on their own so today the coaches have access to it uh, there is a Close communication between the performance staff and the and the data and the IT support, and uh, and that's that's the, the the approach that we are that we are taking, uh, having it in front of them, letting them consume on their own time, uh, and essentially, as I mentioned, to to try to answer some of the questions that they that hmm. they have.
0: Interesting. I guess you're in a fairly sort of hmm. personally in a fairly unique position hmm. because you have the both the sort of the analysis background as well as the coaching background to some mm. extent. Do you do you foresee more people becoming doing both roles, sort of mm. the hybrid roles, or do you think it's going to become more specialized?
1: I, I think it's it's very cultural as well, from country to country. It's it's connected a bit with the education and football <coughs> education structure. In the Latin countries, the the courses they are very much. Integrating the different areas, so the sports science course is not exactly just sports science. It comes mm-hmm. from an education background and PE teaching and sports coaching. So it's normal that in the Latin countries, Portugal, Spain, France, you see a lot of this integration in in UK, in Germany, I think it's changing a little bit, but uh, it, before it was a bit more, okay, sports science, a bit maybe more, more siloed, the coaching more towards the DFA, the uh, but it's becoming more and more integrated, and I think that is the, the richness of, of it, to have coaches working with sports science, uh, with psychologists, with data scientists, and from that uh, multidimensional approach that you can make, uh, make mm. the difference. Yeah, hey Drake, okay. thank you very much for thank joining us.